as far as I'm concerned. What's good, people? You are now listening to As Far As I'm Concerned. It's your boy, Reese Ross, and sitting across the table from me, I have the beautiful Miss Teresa. Teresa, how are you? I'm great. Good. So, I have Teresa on, and we're going to go over some of the topics that I went over in the last episode when I told y'all I wanted to have somebody else's opinion on some of the stuff I was talking about. So, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, cool. So the first one we'll start with, and I don't think I'm going to go in order the, the way that I did last time. So the first one we're going to start with is breakups aren't just for couples. So I didn't have an explanation for what that meant. So I made my own explanation and whether it's wrong or not, I'll hear about it later from the person that sent that in. But what I feel like it means is whether you're a couple, whether you're friends, whatever you are. A breakup is a breakup either way. So how do you think that you should handle breakups depending on what type it is from the person that you're quote unquote breaking up from? Or actually, let me make it easier. Good, because yeah. breaking up with somebody that you are in an actual relationship with, what do you think is the best way to handle it? Definitely not through a text. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is that and, uh, is that experience talking? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or um, just, you know, I was in my 40s before I learned the term ghosting. Gotcha. And that is such a coward's way of ending, you know, a relationship, even if it wasn't a serious relationship, even if it was just a friendship or maybe it was leading to something. But if you don't want it to go on any further, be a man and Oh, I have so many questions. Something. I have you know? so many questions now. So, first of all, you said be a man. <laughs> well, I'm w- sure women, women do, do it just I as much. I know, I know. But I'm talking from my experience. That's happened to me a couple of times. Okay, so what is, since you said that, what do you think is the most effective way to do it if you decide to not just go somebody and just be non-existent all of a sudden. And let's not even say from being a couple, let's say from being friends. Cause I think that probably happens more often than not. I think it depends on the reason. If there's a specific reason, then, you know, I think you should let the other person know All right, so I'm going to give you a reason. I'm going to think of one. Okay, so y'all are friends, but the the other person um, became interested in somebody else, and they're focusing on that person, or that's what they claim they're doing is focusing on that person. Mm -hmm. So what is your idea of the best way for them to tell you that, hey, I'm focusing on this person versus our relationship, whatever it was. And I have a specific reason for this question, too. Well, actually. yeah. And I mean, that's happened to me, too, because most of the time, well, for most of my life, my best friends have always been guys. Okay. And it never fails. As soon as a woman comes into the picture, 
I don't hear from them anymore. As soon as they break up, they're blowing up my phone again. <laughs> you know, and and it's not like a, I mean, it's just friendship. You know, like just friendship, you know, with a guy. But it's like, and I actually said something. I mean, I'm, I don't have much of a filter a lot of times. And I'm like, dude, you know, why is it that when you're getting some, you can't talk to your friends? <laughs> is it that good? I mean, really. I mean, because that person's not, probably not going to be there forever. All right. Because so, I'm a narcissist. I mean, I'm, I'm a, a pessimist. Did I say narcissist? No. <laughs> Pes- I'm a pessimist, I guess, when it comes to relationships. So for people listening that might have or potentially have or have already went through that, what should they be saying to that other person to let them know that that's what's about to happen versus just not answering texts anymore, not not responding on social media, whatever the case may be? Well, you mean... <laughs> this bugs me. This, this whole thing bugs me because it's like, why would anybody want to know how to break up with a friend over a piece i would say because it happens all the time i know but it but that's the problem it doesn't have to happen all the time you need to get your priorities I, straight. i have i have literally a situation that happened to me this that exact same thing and just what we're talking about is exactly what happened they got with whoever and I just plain out didn't hear from them. But was it their choice or was it the... Well, I don't know because they never told me. It it was one of those situations where I knew what the reason was, but I was waiting for that person to say, hey, look, this is what's going on, which would have been, for me, I would have accepted it. I mean, I might not have liked it, but I would have accepted it because we were friends. But to this day that person has not said, okay, look, this is what happened. And I don't know if it's that they couldn't or that they didn't know how to, but like, I feel like I'm really easy to talk to. So I'm more like, just tell me, like, I'll deal with it. If I don't like it, I don't like it, but I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I think most of the time what happens is that you get so caught up in the new relationship and you want to spend all your time and energy with that person that you just kind of put everybody else See, on the back burner. See, that differs for me. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm just not that person. Like, my friends are my friends for a reason. So if, if me and that person are going through something, or if it's something that maybe I haven't experienced before, guess who the first people I want to say something to it about it is? It's going to be my friends because I want to know what they think. Yeah. And I also want to know if I'm missing something, like if I'm just, if I'm blinded and not seeing something. So. Yeah, but that's not the same as actually maintaining that friendship relationship. I mean, if the only time you were going to call them or talk to them is to talk about well, the, not even, your I relationship. Don't, I don't that's, cut, and again, this is just me. I'm not speaking for anybody else. I don't cut my friends off for people. Like, because in most cases, those people that I call my friends were there before you got there. And like you said, they're going to be there after you're gone. So I don't cut them off. Now, I might limit 
the amount of activities I partake in with them because of the other person. But as far as just, just plain out, not talking to them, I won't do that. And I don't know if that makes me different than other people or Mm -hmm. not, but I just, it's not worth it for me. Yeah. I don't know that. I don't think I've ever done that, but I mean, if I have to confess, I may sound a little hypocritical because I know that there have been times when I have been in a relationship, when I have, Toward every part of me, you know, into it. And then I got called out on it. I mean, it wasn't just ignoring friends. It was ignoring family. Uh, my friends times. can't wait to call me out. So, <laughs> yeah, I got called out on it. And it's, you know, I couldn't deny it. I mean, I, it was, you know, it was true. So um, I think it's all about learning how to balance so you, your okay. relationships. I got another question. What if the relationship itself with you and the not the not the person that's causing the problem, the other person, what if it's a fairly new relationship? Y'all not extremely close, but y'all are friends or whatever. Do you handle it the same way? I'm not really understanding what the the friendship relationship. Or the, the friendship relationship. Uh, okay. If it's fairly new. Because like the people I'm talking about or the situations that I'm referring to are situations where I'd say at shortest, at least at least a year or two at long. I've never even had none of my long term friends do that to me at all. But I guess the question is, if it's a if the friend is a fairly new friend, do you handle that the same way as with a older long term friend? I mean, I think I would just let them know what my situation is. Yeah. Okay. My life is really busy right now, and I'm trying to work on this relationship and see where that goes, and that takes time. So how do you explain if they start asking asking questions like, so because you have a new relationship, now our friendship is going to suffer for it? Like, what do you say? Because at least one person is going to have questions the minute you say that. Or do you expect them to just be like, all right, well, talk to me when it don't work out or whatever. Um, Even if it's a new relationship, you know, friendship or whatever, I don't think you should completely cut them off. Because there's a reason why you became friends to begin with. Right, right. So I don't think that cutting... Cutting someone off over a love interest is going to be um, a good decision for anybody. Okay. Well, it's good to I, see other people's I mean, how would you it. feel if you knew that <clears throat> your new girlfriend or whatever decided to cut off her friends just to spend more time with you and to focus all her energy on you? What does that tell you about the girl you just started dating? See, my my personal opinion is I would not want her to do that because, excuse me, I don't want her to feel like that was something that she needed to do. Like, I want you to have your friends, regardless of what we're doing. I want you to have your friends because I'm not going to cut off my friends, so I don't expect you to do it. And if I have a choice in the matter, no, I do not want you to cut your friends off because... It seems like that's a, to me, that's an easy way to get stuck in 
okay, now I've cut everybody off and maybe this didn't work out. So now I got to worry about going back and trying to rebuild what I cut off just for this person. I'd rather you not do that. Like, so it's all about balance. Then. Exactly. So then the question is, how do you tell someone you're cutting them off because of a love interest? That shouldn't even be a question then. You don't. You, That's what I'm saying. You just you don't. don't cut them off. I think, and That's, again, this is my opinion well, as far as I'm concerned. That's my opinion, too, so I guess we'll agree on that one. You All right. Find a balance. Pretty good. Find a balance. If it don't work, don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. <clears throat> it's your the, fault. The, no, it is Teresa's fault. It's Teresa's so fault. the next one is learning and accept help. Or friendships when it's being offered to you. And then I wrote everything is not a setup because that's how I tend to look at stuff. So what that means is I'm I'm really horrible at accepting help. Like I won't ask for help. And if you offer it, I'm probably going to turn it down regardless of what my situation is. Now, there are people that I will accept help from depending on what the situation is. But you will not hear me ask for help at all because it's just not me. But I also know that at some point, me included, you have to learn how to be able to ask for help when you actually need it or accept it when it's being offered to you when you actually need it. So is it something wrong with me (laughs) or does most people feel like, you know, I'd rather not have help. I'd rather do it myself because that's exactly where I'm at. Like if I'm struggling with something, very rarely will you hear me say, I don't know what to do about this. Please help. Well, actually, you'll never hear me say that. But I think it just depends on the person. And I think it depends on what kind of help you're referring to. Any. Yeah. Literally See, I was, any. You know, I've been in a situation a couple of times. Um, because yes, I've been married twice and both husbands, um, well, well, the second one left me for another woman. Uh, the first one was fooling around with other women. Man, what does that say about me? Anyway, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so, you know, I had kids and, um, both times, you know, what do I do? I come crawling back to my mom. And had to put my pride aside because I am rather prideful. Maybe and that's what it is with me then. Maybe I have too much pride to ask for. But I, okay, it could be. But I also know if I figure out how to deal with it myself, then for me, this kind of another notch in my belt or something else I've figured out how to overcome. And if it ever happens again, I know how to deal with it now versus if someone helps me through it, then all I figured out is I can find somebody else that can help me through it. And yes, I know that might not be right. That's just my particular mindset. Pride. Okay. We'll take it, I guess. Yeah, that's pride. I mean, um, I think one of the coolest apps that's out there now is cash app 
My kids yeah. love it. It's perfect. I can send money to my kids if they need it. And that can be a curse too. And um but it also has a lot of pitfalls too because in that particular situation that we're referring to, my mom is infamous for just sending money to me through Cash App. I don't ask for it. And I'm like, Mom, stop. You know? Because it makes I mean. me feel <laughs> you know, it, it makes it makes me feel so inadequate. See, I would I don't have anybody sending me money. Just in case people listening want to send me money, I mean, I'm not opposed to. It. But if it was, <laughs> if it was, if somebody was sending me money because they thought I needed it, I would send it. I swear, I would send it back to them. And I do it. My mom is really good for that. Like I can be at her house and just say something that has nothing to do with a financial situation. Can I have one of your cigarettes? I forgot mine. And she'll be like, "Here, take this and go buy some." And I'm like, "No, that's not what I meant." Mine are in my car. I just don't feel like walking to get them. <laughs> like, and I won't accept it. And she'll get mad at me because I won't take it. And I'm like, I don't need it. I was just saying that I don't feel like getting up, walking all the way outside to my car to get them. That's the only reason I said it. But if somebody thinks that I'm struggling and I need it and they send it to me, especially without saying nothing to me first, I'll send it right back. Like, I don't really want it. Like, I don't know. Okay, yeah. we'll go with pride. Pride. We'll go with that. Definitely pride. But at the same time, my nature is to figure out how to get it. So once I get it, and we're like, see, told you I ain't need it. Just took me however long to get it. But I feel better about it. And I don't like owing people. I don't, even using my mom as an example, I know she would never ask me back for anything that she gave me. But in my mind, now I owe you this because you did this. And I just, I won't do it. But I'll do it for other people, and I expect them to take it. So I don't know where that puts me, but I just, no. And I give people better advice than I can give myself, I think. So I think we're all that way. I, I definitely am. Because I can have the exact same problem that, as you, and I can talk you through it and tell you, give you uh, things that you should do to take care of it. But then when it comes to me, I'm like, all right, so now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, is that your is that your advice on that topic? Put your pride aside, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, all you can do. Other people. She's, I mean, if you're trying she's to not talking help. to me at all. She's talking to y'all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm guilty too, or y'all are. But sometimes we have to think about... The bigger picture and when it comes to you know for example you know, my kids i would have to put my pride aside if you know if i needed help and that help was going to benefit my children more than even you know, not just me that's true i i would still try every idea that i had before even with my kids, I would try everything I could possibly think of before it actually came out of my mouth that I needed help, which has worked for me. <laughs> not going yeah, But not everybody. It's worked for me. Not everybody is is in that same position. Well, yeah, because some people can't wait to ask for help just so they don't have to deal with it. Uh, I think that's I, what I'm getting at too. I I just I've never been that person. But then there are some people who don't, you know, who don't have any other way. True. 
Well, okay, so what? Give me an example of not having any other way, because I disagree. Okay, um, a, a disabled mother with children, and the deadbeat dad ran off and left them. Okay. Okay, she can't get disability. Okay. Because our our system sucks. Uh, yeah, I agree with yeah, you on that. Because there are people who sincerely need the disability and can't get it, and then there are people who don't need it and get tons of it. So <laughs> this woman is in this situation. She has small children. Father takes off. She is disabled, can't work, and so, has not at this point been able to receive assistance. Is Is this somebody that is willing to ask and accept help or somebody like me that wants to figure out how to do it for themselves? Well, I'm sure that, well, I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of people no, who would you, rather you should. do it. <laughs> you no, should because say it. it's not an accurate statement. There are a lot of people in that you know, in a situa- similar, similar situation that would, um, would probably be capable and then just want to ask for help because they don't want to work for it but I'm sure there are people out there who sincerely have tried everything see I understand if you've literally tried everything you can think of and then that's when you ask for I understand that like that makes sense to me the the other ones that you mentioned that would rather just ask for help in the very beginning so they don't have to figure out how to do it that's the ones that bother me yeah, we have a lot of those. Because there's, there's a lot of uh, avenues and opportunities to be able to get things without, I mean, with actually very little effort on top of it. But some people just refuse to do that. But that's also the same people that can work but don't want to work or whatever the case may be. So. And that's the big problem that we're having right now. Oh, I, I know. mean, so many places are shutting down or... Limiting their hours because they can't get people to come out Because our and government work. gave a shitload of free money out. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon, right? I mean. Sorry. No, not sorry. Never mind. All right. So we'll, we'll <laughs> move from that one. That's funny. All right. So we went over breakups. Okay. So this is something I do struggle with. So trust issues with people that don't deserve it. And what I took that to mean is you putting that blanket of having a trust issue with somebody over someone who doesn't deserve you not trusting them. So I don't think this would be a new person in your life. I think this would be, you know, somebody that that's known you for a while or something like that. But all of a sudden, um, the amount of trust that you allow that person is a lot lower than it used to be. But from no fault of their own is why they're receiving this. So I am partially guilty of this because that's all I'm willing to admit to. Um, Whereas there is a few people that I trust with my life and then the rest of them, if I can't see you, I don't trust you. (laughs) That's the best way I can put it. Yeah, but that's not the same. You're saying that at one point you trusted this person completely. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden you don't trust them as much. You're having these trust issues with them. But the other person didn't do anything to lose the trust. Exactly. That's BS. 
I know. That's why I'm that's asking. Com- <laughs> that's complete BS because but there you're not going to lose I can trust tell you, in someone without something happening. I can tell you why it started, but it didn't have. That's what I'm saying. It started with someone else or a different situation that had nothing to do with them. Unfortunately, they're in that same line. So now you fall into place with everything else because of this person or the situation. So my trust levels are really low. Unfortunately, you're catching the backlash of that because nobody has the amount of trust that they had before. So that's what I mean by they don't deserve it. Well, yeah. And here's another example just for anybody that doesn't really follow that. A lot of people, and I'm only going to say guys because I've never been a woman, so I can't explain that. A lot of guys suffer from trust issues with women that stem from somebody else that that woman dealt with before you met them. So it's kind of the same thing. I can give a better example. Okay. (laughs) For instance, whatever you may have went through with the last person you were in a relationship with, to me, determines what you will allow and not allow from the next person you're in a relationship with. Make sense? Yeah. I'm feeling a target on my back right now. Oh, join, yeah. join the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. So when I say they don't deserve it, the, the new person or the other people don't deserve it is generally because something else that had, absolute zero to do with them but now you're carrying that with you forward so everybody else is kind of in that path of it now the only thing i can say that's a positive about that is there are probably three people which is kind of bad but there's probably three people that i don't put that on so i still trust them implicitly with my life but then everybody else it's like, now I'm looking at you with a suspect eye, like, uh, I don't know. Do I need to question what you're saying or what you're doing right now? Because, and then immediately it's like, because this is a lot, this is a lot closer to what this other person did or said, and it turned out to not be what it was supposed to be, so. That is completely normal. I mean, that's just the way life is. You your past experiences and personal relationships is definitely going to have a direct effect on how you handle future personal relationships. And that's not always a bad thing because, you know, when you've had some disastrous past relationships, you couldn't see the red flags at the time. And then they all, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, And then you see them now. So then you start to look for them in future interactions. So how do you respond when you get called out on it? You're going to have to earn my trust, baby. (laughs) That's you're going to have to earn that trust. Trust is not something that it's, it's not a right. It is a privilege. So point taken. I, I, I actually agree with that because right now I'm the same way, but when that person that doesn't deserve you to question their trust, but you are because of something that happened to you previous, then how do you explain that part? Okay, so what have you done to deserve that trust? I mean, 
It depends on. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I mean, if you if it's especially if it's a new relationship, then you have to earn that trust with each other. Well, no, I, I mean, mean people that initially had a, a pretty good level of trust from you, but because of whatever that happened. Now, that same level of trust with that same person is a lot lower than it was. But it's not because of anything they did. It's kind of like a credit score. <laughs> like where all those, I paid, I paid everything and I paid some stuff off. Now my credit score is lower than it was before. Uh, well, my advice to that would be seek medical advice. <laughs> Go to, go to a counselor. I don't know. I so, mean, really. So. I mean, if there's nothing <laughs> else, you know, and you have done, like, let's assume that someone is doing that to you, okay? And you have done everything in your power to reassure your lady and she is still having these issues no matter what you do. Well, it's not about you. It's about them and they need to deal with their issues. It's their issues, not yours. I agree with that too. The only problem is I'm the one that I'm the one that doesn't that doesn't allow the same level of trust with people that I did say a year ago. So I won't even though it'd be really easy for me to put that off on somebody else like it was them doing it's definitely me. I'll I'll be the first one to tell you. But in defense of myself, I will say because of that very thought process, I've also found out a lot about people that I did instill, you know, a decent level of trust in and did figure out that it was way too much even then. So it's kind of 50 50 whether I feel bad about it. <laughs> That's a, that, then that, that would be an issue that you need. Yeah, you're a counselor now. To deal with. Even if you don't want to be. Because that's definitely me. I, I'd be the first one to tell you. But I'm, part of me is glad about it. Because when you... With me, when I started to question things with people, I will find stuff out that I didn't realize before. Just because I'm questioning it. The, the biggest difference is I won't necessarily call them out on it when I find out about it. Are you talking about someone's past? No, just in general. Oh, because I'm a firm believer in leaving the past in the past. And if your trust issues are coming from your partner's past, then that's but it's still not your even, issue. It's not even partners. It's friends. Okay. More so than partners, actually. But anyway, so we, we've discovered that I need counseling on that, too. <laughs> Dude, if I ever get a counselor, she, she or he or whatever is going to be pissed at me. <laughs> why? why are you just now showing up? <laughs> but, all right, like I said, good to have a different opinion on that and a different outtake other than mine. Even though I kind of don't feel bad for it, but... Well, nobody said you had to feel bad for it. And I'm not going to. <laughs> so, the, the next topic is... Uh, I'm going to skip over seasonal depression a little bit because I don't, I'm aware of it and I know people that suffer from it, but I can't give any real insight to how they should deal with it because I haven't dealt with it myself. So I don't know. Like I know this 
past Christmas and all that stuff was different for me, but I wouldn't put myself in the category of depressed about it. I might have felt some kind of way about it, but I mean, to me, it is what it is, and it's only gonna it's only gonna be bad if I let it be bad. But I don't have any real what I feel like is good information to give somebody about how to deal with it. seasonal depression doesn't have anything to do with circumstances. Like this year, you're having to celebrate Christmas without certain loved ones or whatever. And I mean, that would be hard on anybody. But that that is not seasonal depression. Seasonal depression is simply when you will experience more depress more depression during the the winter months. See, that's why you're here. But and that really has more to do with the fact that you're not getting as much sunlight. You're not getting the vitamin D. Vitamin D is I'm serious. The vitamin D I'm is I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. true. Look, the the people that are listening to this, the ones that know me, know exactly why I'm laughing. And I'm 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 not going to get outside. It. That's your cure for seasonal depression. Yeah. Because you ain't getting the D. That's that's what's wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean if you can't get outside, they do have these lamps. And they're for that. In fact, I have one at my house. A friend of mine gave to me. I have never used it because I haven't had to. But he actually gave it to me for my daughter who um, experiences depression quite a bit, or she used to. And it was usually worse during this time. And that's because she wasn't getting outside. You have to stay active. You have to um, have sunlight. You have to have that light in order for those chemicals to... Or as I said, but see, that's why you're but that's I don't, and the dopamine. I, I don't have that issue, so I can't. Well, you know, I don't either. I just know about it. I just know about it too because I know a lot of people that suffer from it. Yeah, but that's why. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Seasonal depression happens typically in the wintertime. Why? Because you stay inside. It does. Yeah, it does. You you become less active, and you're not getting as much sunlight. I am my happiest in the summertime. I mean, like, oh, high, then high. I'm the opposite because I do not like the summertime. I don't like being hot. I stay in the pool. I mean, when I say I, I stay in the pool all day, every day, and I'm my mood is always way up there. It's because I'm getting tons of sunlight and I'm getting exercise and and I'm doing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm complete opposite. I don't. I don't like to be in the sun. I mean, that that sounds bad. I don't mind being in the sun. I don't like being hot. If I'm hot, apparently I get moody. If I'm hot, yeah, I guess that's how we explain it. I just don't like being hot. So I'm not a fan of summer. Fall and winter, on the other hand, perfect. Because it's, it's easier to stay warm than it is to stay <clears throat> cool. Just so. get naked. Stay naked. You yeah. live by yourself. You can just stay I'm naked. trying to help other people with their trauma, not make their trauma worse. <laughs> so. Not, I mean, y'all can do what y'all want to, if that's what you want to do. Keep an oscillating fan on you. <laughs> true, true. All right, so that uh, that's why I said I was going to make that particular topic short, because I'm not. And even if I was depressed, I wouldn't admit it. That's That's just me. I wouldn't admit that I was. I know I wouldn't. So so the next one is something that I do have experience in. 
currently, which is <laughs> which is getting back into dating. And I wrote it when sucks. I wrote this that <laughs> it sucks. I lost my flow. And the only reason I said that and only about only a handful of people that listen to the, this podcast knows what I'm talking about because they know me. So for y'all that don't do that, but no, for y'all that don't like it, it's been a long time since I've had to um, show interest in people and meet people and stuff like that. So 18, 19 years ago, I would have been on top of it. Now it's just like everything feels awkward. So asking for your phone number, extremely awkward to me. Asking you questions to try to get to know you better, very awkward for me because I don't know. I think the other problem is people get offended so easily now versus when I had to do that stuff before. It's hard to gauge what you can and can't say without becoming a red flag yourself. Like asking someone to come to your house <laughs> with no intention or anything, just to hang out. But now that is, I guess, technically a red flag. And don't even get me started about online dating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have some stories, but they're not appropriate. So. Okay, so you're on as far as I'm concerned with Reese Ross, which means being appropriate is kind of like making fun of the little kids and eat 13 cents a day to be fed every day. So, you can be inappropriate. <laughs> no one's going to care. Um, so, you're saying you want to hear some of my online dating absolutely. disasters? Oh, my word. Yes. I think one of the most in disastrous ones was, <laughs> was here in Roanoke, actually. That's, that's believable already. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, I first of all, I had double book that day. I had two oh, okay. dates. So I had one for lunch in Bedford. He was a lawyer here from Bedford. I mean, from Roanoke. So completely boring. I felt like I was on an interview. I, that's why I hate those first dates. Those first dates suck. You feel like you're being interviewed. And it's like, and it really sucks when you're like eating because it's like, okay, are they watching how you eat? <laughs> are they watching what you eat? Are they, you know. Am I chewing really well? Sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are they judging me? <laughs> um, you know, but it was just, it was really, he like scarfed down his, scarfed down his food like really quickly and it was, ugh. but, and then I'm sitting there being all dainty with my salad and. But I can't really get a bite in because he keeps asking me these questions. I mean, it was one question right after the other. It was like being in an interview, and I'm like, oh, I'm so done with this. We I mean, in fairness, over. you said he was a lawyer, right? He was a lawyer. I know. that Was, was he a prosecutor? <laughs> no, he was corporate. Oh, okay. One of those boring ones. Sorry if anybody out there is a corporate lawyer. But I, I'm going to go with I doubt anybody that's <laughs> listening to this. Well, that's, that's not true. But still. But then that afternoon, so I have to, after that one is over, I rush home and I change to go to the next one. Now, I would never let um, a guy come pick me up. You know, I always drink my own Because you don't want him to know we live at. Uh, that's one. Just, I don't just want to be them. honest about it. Like, yeah, I'll drive. I don't want to know where I live. That's true. 
But the other reason is like, I want a getaway car. You know, I want to make sure that I could get away. So I would always, I would always meet in public. Um, yeah, safety first. That explains a lot, actually. So, yeah. So, you know, those were my rules, which I've broken now. But, um, <clears throat> so I'm at home and mom said, well, why are you meeting this guy in Roanoke? Why don't you just have him come to Bedford to meet? I'm like, Mom, because I just had a lunch date in Bedford. There aren't that many restaurants. Surely somebody's going to see that I'm with a different man, and I'm going to look like a hooker. You know, I don't want to do that. I am not up for sale. But, you know, so I go to, I think it was Applebee's here in Roanoke. And I met this man. He was a little bit younger than me. Cute. Oh, my goodness. He was really cute. Very preppy style. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Had a great conversation during dinner. I thought all was great. And then um, we go outside and it's still light out. I mean, it, you know, summertime, so it's still light out. And he said, well, I don't really want to end the date yet. Why don't we go up to the star? I was like, oh, I've never been there. Classic. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm like, okay, well, yeah, we can do that. Um, and I'm like, where's your car? He said, oh, I Ubered here. And I'm thinking right away, oh, fucks. So he immediately Oops. put himself in your vehicle. <laughs> I'm like, man. I mean, because that's one of my things. They have to have a car. They have to have a home, a job, a car. Those are three things. How hard is it to meet those three expectations? Home, jar, uh, jar. Home, job, car. Not that difficult, okay? True. Reaching to the bottom of the barrel at that point, you know, when those are the only three things that you require. So... <laughs> So anyway, he said, and then he had an explanation. He showed me all these pictures. He said, I totaled my car just like a week ago. And he said, um, my insurance just came through for me to be able to go get, purchase another car. And I haven't uh, been able to find one yet that I like and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, well, that could be a reasonable ex explanation. You know, why he Ubered here and he didn't have a car. So I'm like, okay. Because he seemed like a really cool guy. You know, he was really nice and... Just fun conversation. So I'm like, okay, I'll, you know. See, hold on. Let me stop you because I got a problem with this already. Uh, How do you, okay. How do you, as a man, suggest going somewhere, especially, especially to the star? Because it's not close by. I mean, it's, it, it's not far away, but it's not close by. But how do you make that suggestion if you're not the one getting you there? So you're literally suggesting, hey, <laughs> I want you to drive me up this mountain to go see the star. Or maybe you thought we would Uber there. I don't know. I, I just. Hail a taxi. I, I don't know. Maybe that's my but, age talking. Maybe no, that's I think you're is. exactly right. I mean, you're right. And he was about your age, actually. That's the equivalent of, but, I forgot my wallet. Can you pick this check up? Oh, no, no, no. I'd walk out of there so fast. Mm -mm. Hell no. But. <laughs> No, so okay to continue my story because it gets better. I let him drive my car. What? Because I don't know where the hell I was going. I don't know how to get to the Roanoke Star. Gotcha. So I let him drive, and um, you... so we go up there, and it was nice. I mean, it was really nice. He was, you know, it was cool. Uh, You're better than me trail. already, huh? You're better than me already because I'd be damn. I know, I know. So we're. Walking on the trails and stuff, and it was really nice. And then he said, um, let's get out to this. There's another trail by the river. It's a really cool place. I'm like, okay. So we drive down there. And it's a paved 
like walkway by, by the river, and then there's this old bridge. Yeah, this is the Greenway. I walk it all the time. Okay. This is where it gets bad. I might have seen y'all. I'm oh like, my gosh. That didn't look good. <laughs> so, we're walking, talking. It's cool. We go on the bridge. We're just looking over the water. Well, I will. Um, I'm facing the water. He's just like, I guess he was behind me. I didn't realize he was behind me, though. And I turn around because I didn't see him. He wasn't beside me. I turn around. He's right behind me. And he lays one on me. I mean, like this massive kiss. And I'm like, whoa, you know. People are walking by. I'm embarrassed. And then I look down and dude, after one kiss, had the biggest freaking boner. (laughs) You know, like these, you know, these plaid long, you know, preppy shorts or whatever. And I will say this. He must have been packing because it was pulling the whole leg short you know the shorts leg out and he kept trying to push it down and i'm trying not to act like i noticed it and i was so embarrassed so we start i said well i think it's probably time to go you know <laughs> so we start walking back and he goes tell you it gets worse he goes you want to go to a hotel room just to watch a movie we'll get a bottle and, and we'll watch a movie uh no <laughs> no I mean- Okay, again, I'm going to stop you because at least for all the males listening, at least be slightly more subtle about it if she doesn't have the same amount of enthusiasm that you might have at that point. And why a freaking hotel room? Why did it have to be a hotel room? That was a major red flag. Like, I mean, because he already didn't have a car. So <laughs> I, think, I think he was married. I think that was the deal. I think that he was married. That could have been it, too. But, so it gets worse. Really? (laughs) Yes. So, after, you know, of course, I turned him down, and then he kept asking, you know, trying to joke about it and keep asking. I'm like, dude, no, I'm not going anywhere with you. And I think it's time to take you home. And so, on the way, he said, I need to stop by the liquor store. Okay, anything that gets you home. So we stopped by the liquor store and danced. It was a rough area. And he goes, he gets out of the car and he said, lock the doors. <laughs> it is like the car is off and the windows are up and it's like 97 degrees out. I'm like, I'm going to turn the car back on. It was so hot. But I go, why does he want me to lock the doors? And then this dude, this tall dude with this big trench coat on comes walking over to the car, to my side, and flashes me. (laughs) Like some homeless guy, I don't know, I guess, I don't know. But he flashes me. And I'm just like, oh my God, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I don't even remember the guy's name now. But, so anyway, then we go to take him home, and he pulls up on the street and turns on the hazard lights, just pulls off and just in the street. I said, where's your house? Oh, it's up over the hill. I'll just walk. Why can't we just pull in the driveway? And I can let and let you off. No, no, no. This is fine. This is fine. I'm thinking he married motherfucker. <laughs> He's he had to be married. I mean, why else would you? Why else? Oh my gosh. I mean, or the homeless guy was his roommate, <laughs> and they were both homeless. He ended up leaving. He ended up leaving something. He got, bought a bunch of airplane bottles of liquor instead of buying a full. He left some in my, in my car. I drank them. 
Yeah, it sounds like you might have needed them. Yeah. After that. He left his glass. He had some glasses, like reading glasses, too, that he would put on his head. He left those, too. They went out the window somewhere between Roanoke and Huddleston. All right. So I can honestly say today, at this point, I have not had a bad experience yet. But when I say yet, that doesn't mean that all the experiences have been good. That means that there's not a lot of experiences to talk about. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> like, what do you mean? But I don't. I don't. I, there's a lot of stuff that I don't like about um, trying the stuff now. But I've not run into, that would be me knocking on wood a bad experience yet where I have a story about. And believe me, when I run into one, y'all hear about it. Because even though I'm not paying y'all, y'all in my therapy right now, y'all being everybody that's listening. But I don't, I think it's because I'm not willing to let stuff go on that I don't like, um, good or bad. So there's a good chance that I'm going to say something that lets you know that I don't like it. So if we go out on a date, and you show up because you Ubered there. I'm going to say something about it. Like, what? <laughs> are you three, gonna... there's three expectations. That's it. That's bottom of the barrel shit. You know, three I mean, expectations. Job, car, home. I don't know yeah. if that makes me sound desperate or just really, really easy to please. I don't know. But those three things are a must. Well, I think if you are quote unquote trying to date, you should at least have two out of the three which two a job and a home at least i can understand the car thing i i I was just without my vehicle for three weeks so i can understand that if that's the issue but that you still have a car it's just being worked on true true i mean i mean like not having a car or not having a license all right so the license thing yeah that's a whole different thing grown man not having a license come on because that means you don't... I don't know. You still might have a car. I, I I won't say anybody's name, but I know quite a few people that do not have a license. But they have a car. So, Yeah, my daughter, one of my daughter's ex-boyfriends, he didn't have a license. And he drove this old... I think it was like a Bronco or something with farm tags on it. Because you didn't have to have a license if you have farm use tags right. on it. And I'm like, but you don't have a farm. You don't even have a home. I don't think you have to prove it, though. I think you just have to pay whatever the fee is at the DMV to get them. Mm. He's driving it all over Lynchburg and Bedford. And it's almost not a bad idea, considering all the taxes and stuff you got to pay when you do have tax. That's so, one of things I always tell my daughter, because you know she's not married. My youngest isn't married yet, and I told her, I said, when you are talking to a guy i said you make sure they have those three things a job a car and a place to live well y'all just know that if what i'm about to say happens i got the idea from this episode of the podcast so if you see my car and all of a sudden i got some bright red and white farm use tags <laughs> I, i'm just trying to save money that's what it is <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to be I'm I'm trying to make sure that everything's good and I'm trying to save however much tax costs every year now. So I, I wouldn't actually do that. I know you wouldn't. Just because I wouldn't want people like he's got four used to 
<laughs> I don't like my, I don't want to be more noticeable than I have to. And I feel like if you got farm use tags and everybody sees them. Yeah. And you, I don't think it would go on your car. I've seen little, cars with farm yeah, but, use tags on them. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, how do they even justify that? How I mean, does the DMV even go for that? I mean, I also had a stretch where I was running into people that was driving, riding lawnmowers to the store and stuff. One of them was in, I was at McDonald's in the drive-thru and so were they on a riding <laughs> lawnmower. And then I seen another one parked. And I took a picture of it. And then I pulled it at a convenience store a couple days later. And there was another one that had a trailer on it. So you were in Bedford then, weren't you? No, I was in Roanoke. That's what makes it even worse. Both times. Look, if I was in Bedford, I probably wouldn't have said nothing about it. I would have probably kind of understood. But no, this was 10 minutes away from where we're at right now. Not even that far. And both times... I took pictures of it because I'm like, all right, well, it happened like three or four times, but two times is all I took pictures of. Because after the second time, I'm like, all right, the first one was a one-off, but now I've seen it three more times. So I need to be able to prove this when I tell it to somebody. (laughs) Still not a horrible idea. If they made the tags a different color, though, maybe. Maybe. But going back to the online dating thing, it's crazy. I don't know how long. I mean, it it does. It sucks. And there was this other guy one time. I didn't go out with him. But he was trying to talk to me. And he seemed nice at first, but the first three texts. And then he was asking me for pictures of my feet. And I know that's a thing. But I think it's gross. But I mean, no offense to anybody who thinks it's a you know it's sexy. Nah, but yeah, motherfuckers nasty. I, I'll say I it just, for. I, yeah, the whole foot fetish thing, and he kept on, and he was so persistent. It was uh, irritating the crap out of me. So I googled a picture of the ugliest foot with the <laughs> nastiest toenails I'd ever seen, and I sent him that pic, thinking, okay, he's gonna get the message. No, he liked it. No, he didn't necessarily like it, but. I think he figured what I was doing. That's disgusting. Then I had one that, of course, is this really young guy started messaging me and told me he had mommy issues. Well, enough, I'd be his mommy. Really? See, these are all things that no one will ever have an issue with me about because I don't like people's feet. I don't even like my kids' feet around me. I just, I don't. It's kind of like me drinking after people. I will not do it. I won't drink after my kids. I wouldn't drink after my wife at the time. I I just, I can't do it. And I do not want your feet on me, especially, absolutely not. (laughs) I got a big bottle of liquor right there. I'm good. You chase it down with the bourbon. No, I'll just drink the bourbon. (laughs) But like, if I can, I can deal with the feet if they have socks on them or a blanket over them or something. But I absolutely don't want your bare feet on me. Like, keep that to yourself. You do what you do over there. But, but I really like foot rubs. It sucks to be here. <laughs> I know some places. Yeah, I take my shoes off now. <laughs> you can take them off, but if it starts smelling like corn chips, I'm going to spray you with something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that feels better. I'm just going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't. 
I don't get it. And again, I, like you said, I know other people have that. That's their thing. But I just no, absolutely not. I don't want your bare feet on me. I'm not going to drink after you. If somebody drinks after my drink, that is now your drink because I'm not going to drink it. Including my kids. I do the same thing to them. I'm the same way. I drank some of your drink. Well, it ain't mine no more. It's yours Mm-mm. now. You can have it. That backwash is nasty. Just Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that either. Ain't going to happen. But then there was this other one. This other guy. I actually developed a really good friendship with this one guy. I talked to him. Probably over a year. Just talking. Never went out. Just talked. And we were, you know, friends. Um, and one t- he wanted to share something with me. And because we had started talking about, you know, like sexual stuff. Right. And um, so he sent me this picture of a guy. You couldn't see the head, you know, the face or anything. Of a guy laying on a bed with... A silk cami on and silk underwear. <laughs> Pink. Pink silk cami and underwear. And I thought it was a joke. And I so I sent back all these laughing faces and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so disturbing. It was him. And I really offended him. Oh I was like, gosh. I'm so sorry. I mean, <laughs> I guess if, if you're into that, but I'm not. But I would think especially if you're into something that is outside of normal that you should at least give someone an indication of it before you start sending pictures of it to them mhm because i again i don't i don't possess the filter to not laugh if it's funny <laughs> like i just don't so I couldn't help it. It was the most. It was disgusting looking. I mean, you could see his junk through the. I and mean, it's just not normal to see that through silk panties. For some reason, he thought you was gonna enjoy that. So. Well, I don't know what ever gave him that idea because I never indicated I was into kinky crap like that. Yeah, I, I'm just, and I will keep y'all updated on. <clears throat> the experiences that I have, but I haven't had anything happen worth talking about. I do have a lot of issues with people's profiles. I'm writing online. a book by the way. You are? Yes. What's it about? Online dating. My experiences with online dating. And uh, if I ever do finish it and publish it, my name will not go on it. <laughs> He'll be a ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't say I blame you. Yeah, but I anyway, do kids, so. I've tortured you long enough. But I actually learned some stuff, and I, I'm sure somebody learned something. I learned some stuff. So that, that's all that's really important. But so, in saying that, with this stuff, first of all, y'all keep these comments and stuff coming in because it's fun to talk about. And also, if you got questions or concerns or comments, you know where to send them, AFALCpod at gmail.com. Teresa, anything else you want to say before we go? Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. And for me, I'm a holler at y'all, and I'll hit you next time. Peace. As far as I'm concerned, this shit is over.